is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. Let's hit the waiver wire. Let's go. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Ian. All right, not quite the same type of waiver wire enthusiasm perhaps this week, but there are some good ones out there, good ones for you to add to your team. Welcome, everybody. We've got the whole gang here. Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. You know, Heath, we had a, a like a fake band name for the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast crew. We were a non-zero chance. Do you think we need one for the football crew? Uh, I think that would be outstanding. I think what would be better, though, would be a little bit of a quick flashback the uh, this morning. on. I wish I should have told you to cut the tape from last week. Oh, the Sean Watson thing? Do you remember just absolutely roasting George Maselli for the trade he made to get George Maselli? To get, to get trade he made Sean to get, Watson. He traded for himself. I do he, remember. Yeah. He traded me Matt Ryan and Bilal Powell for Deshaun Watson. Which on its face already looks fine. Oh, he beat me by one point. I, I am actually now. Deshaun just Watson at my scored forty five points against you and beat you by one in that league. Oh my god, I did not even realize that. I had no wow. idea until that's just now. So awesome. That's not all that's not, there's nothing awesome about that. <laughs> actually I thought you were gonna rewind and say, um, when you when you said the shine is coming off to Sean Watson while we were recording during the Sunday night also game. Also awesome. <laughs> yes. So he's good, and we do have to recap that game plus last night's game. Equally exciting game Sunday night and Monday night. And, and you should be playing on FanDuel and starting Deshaun Watson. Uh, FanDuel.com. Sign up right now. Go to FanDuel and click the Join Now button and use our code. CBS Pod. New users get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with over $1 million in cash prizes. When you make your first deposit on FanDuel, just use that code CBS Pod, and that is void where prohibited. Bills, Bengals, Cowboys, and Seahawks are on by. And I think that the news, there is so much news. Quarterback news with Luck, Mariota, Bradford, Stafford, Carr. Of course, Giants wide receiver news with Beckham and Marshall both out for the year. Jordy update, Travis Kelsey, Charles Clay. A lot of news, some running back stuff as well. But, all right, let's do what we always do, guys. Give me your top three waiver wire priorities as we go into fantasy week six. Jamie, why don't you kick it off? Uh Number one would be, and this is the guys that are available in 65% of leagues or lower because Javoris Allen is just above that at 66%. So I'll take him out of that equation. Uh Jarek McKinnon, after what he showed last night, proving that, what we said last week was wrong. Uh, I'll say Elijah McGuire second because if he starts without Bilal Powell and Matt Forte, there's going to get a lot of work and could be decent. And then I'll just stay at the running back spot and go Wayne Gallman third uh, at 62%. Uh, McGuire's at 49%. McKinnon's at 29%. Uh, Gallman may have to do a lot of heavy lifting with this Giants offense moving forward. All right. So you went with McKinnon, McGuire, Gallman. Yep. Okay. Dave, Heath? I gotta, I gotta agree with McKinnon and McGuire as the top two. And feel stupid looking back. If we, if we want to burn tape, let's burn everything that we said about Latavius Murray. I will say this, just, just to, I, just to stop you right there. Sure. Because I had to re- write this uh-huh. <laughs> and explain the whole thing over again. That, remember at this time, McKinnon had the ankle injury leaving week four. Yes, that's true. So it kind of played into at least my thoughts, I'm sure probably all of ours as well, that Murray was going to be the guy by himself at least for maybe one week. That McKinnon left week four against the Lions when the game that Cook got hurt. Well, and I feel like we gave plenty of caution that Murray we didn't think. We Murray's thought he'd get a lot. Of, no, yes, but 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 if if it was Murray versus Jones or Murray versus the other guys, I think we're fine. It's the same backfield. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I, I again, I can only revisit what I wrote. I don't remember exactly what we said, and what I wrote was get Murray, get McKinnon if you can. But yeah. it was Murray's the one that we were promoting. Yeah. And the good news is you can still get McKinnon. It's not like he was as widely added as Latavius was. Mm-hmm. No, but it's the bid points you can't get back. You can't get those back. Marlon Mack is third for me. I I think we're going to continue to see him get around 10 touches per game. This is the year of the 10-touch per game running back. Do you but like him or actually, Brita better? I like him better because eventually Andrew Luck is going to be back, mm-hmm. and that offense could be a lot stronger. Gore is still going to mess around and be part of the, of the mix, but... I, I think that Mac just has some speed that no one else on Indianapolis I, I just, has outside of T.Y. Hilton. I just struggle with those two guys because I kind of look at them in a very similar light. Definitely. That they both need an injury to be great. And I think Brita has that situation closer 
because of the hip thing that's bothering Hyde and where mm-hmm. the coaches are kind of at with him. It's close between those two, but I like Mac. Heath? Oh, I don't want to say the same thing. Like, I, I don't disagree with anything that's been said so far, but let's talk about a different position. I was pretty encouraged last night by Kendall Wright, and he is much higher on my wide receiver priority than he is on uh, the list that we're going to talk about later, so I'll talk about him. I'm, I'm going to add Kendall Wright in a few more leagues after I've dropped him in a couple leagues. <laughs> um, I, I believe he's pretty clearly their best wide receiver. And he was behind Zach Miller in targets, but ahead of all the other wide receivers. I think Trubisky and him will build a rapport. And yeah, how about how about a tight end, guys? Who's Safarian Jenkins? Because a lot of people, Kelsey's got a concussion. Charles Clay uh, is out for a few weeks. He's on a bye this week, though. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, right. And, and he's on a bye. So and Jimmy Graham's on a bye. So people are definitely three, adding tight ends. Three really good options. And they are. Uh, Safarian Jenkins, Ryan Griffin against Cleveland, and Zach Miller, who got seven targets last night. Yeah, and a touchdown was uh, kind of a crazy touchdown, but a touchdown nonetheless. <laughs> that was so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but it happened. And you got to like the end zone target at least. The targets are great. The, right. The so touchdown. Hang your hat on the targets, not on the fact, yes. well, he scored. Well, he got lucky. Uh, Ed Dixon is going to get targets, believe it or not. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna get. I don't think he's gonna average like 25 yards a game or whatever he ended up averaging like against Detroit, or yards per catch. Yeah. He might average 25 yards per game eventually. He averaged more than that. He's but. already got more yards this year than he had in each of his previous three years. He got all that last week. He beat that number, and he's gonna continue to play a lot until Greg Olson's back. Yeah, and, and there are also some tight ends that are you know about 80 percent owned. Evan Ingram and Cameron Brait who are available, and Hunter Henry, who's 69% owned. So that's going to be a popular position. The thing about Dixon is like you can you could just throw away his 5 for 175 as a total fluke. He actually had three catches for 62 yards in Week 4 at New England. So that's two good games in a row. I mean, I'll take six fantasy points from a, a tight end I picked up off the waiver wire. That's two good weeks in a row for Dixon. Tight ends we'll have to spend some time on. There's also Alex Collins out there. There's Deion Lewis out there. Uh, so I guess the, the big names we gave were McKinnon, McGuire, and then Mac, Brita, and Gallman in some order. And yeah, and not a great week for quarterbacks. Is that fair to say? Uh, no, it's not great. You've got Jacoby Brissett as like the headliner for bye week replacements. Uh, yeah, I, I like Brissett against the Titans defense, and I kind of like Kevin Hogan as soon as they name him the starter. It's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings DST did not do great, but they were a DST I was able to pick up last week. They were fine. The Broncos DST, for it's going to be very, very few of you, but they're now 93% owned. They are going to have a great week against the Giants. So if I see the Broncos DST out there, yes, please. And actually, I would say Matt Bryant, too, 80% owned. I won't pick him up off waivers, I don't think, but uh free agency. Actually, there are probably a lot of good kickers who were dropped last week. So For sure. If you want to steal some points with, with kicks. Uh, we get into the big news here. Andrew Luck won't play this week. Not a surprise. Marcus Mariota could once again be a game-time decision. So that's a Monday night game, and that's always the worst when it comes to game-time decisions. But we'll have to track that. Sam Bradford re-aggravated his knee injury and just looked awful. Uh, and then Case Keenum came in and actually looked pretty good. Matthew Stafford's status is unclear as he deals with hamstring and ankle inj- uh, issues there at New Orleans. Would you care at all about Jake Rudock if he got the start at the Saints this week? No. No. Okay. Uh, Derek Carr expected to play against the Chargers this week. I wouldn't uh, bank. I, you know, I, I maybe make alternate plans, but Carr expected to play. Uh, running back news. So Manish Mehta of the New York Daily News expects a heavy workload for Elijah McGuire. It's not a surprise. And San Francisco's going to go with the hot hand at running back. We just talked about Matt Breida. Like, how much do you... But well, actually, tell me what your read on that situation is, and what you what you expect from this week at Washington from uh, Breida and Hyde. Tired, tired team. Very tired. Three team. straight road games, back to back overtime games. I mean, this uh, Kirk Cousins is the start of the week for me this week, so I expect the Redskins to put up a big number. I I don't really want to trust Carlos Hyde at all. No, I the the situation. I don't I don't think there is a positive. I don't really want to pick up Breida. I don't think he's going to consistently get. Number one running back. Oh, you'd carries. take a free to if I had to miss time though, right? Yes. So you'd try to get ahead of that, wouldn't you? There's, I don't think I probably have a roster spot for him in most places. 
Like, but yes, he's not a terrible guy to have at the end of your bench. We're, I guess we'll talk about this a little bit later, but I may as well just throw it out there now. Who, which running backs do you think have the best long-term potential that you could pick up this week? I mean, two that we talked about in Breida and Mack and certainly McKinnon. McKinnon would be ahead of those two. Yeah. But that's where McGuire falls off because I, I think once Powell comes back. back and Forte comes back, I just, there'll yeah. be too many guys there. Yeah, there probably will be. Yeah. I could see a situation though where he is very good this week. Of course. And yeah. he's their number one running back for the last six weeks of the season. Well, I mean, Adam's bold prediction would lead to them tanking, so. Right. <laughs> All right. The, the Jets you're talking about. Yeah. Dave, my bold prediction is the Jets lose every game going forward. They still play Miami one more time. That's what Jamie said. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll be. They they'll play the Chargers at home in week 16. Ooh, that could be a tough one. And they play at New England in week 17. What if the Patriots have everything wrapped up? If they have the number one seed all wrapped up. Well, well yeah, have Jimmy you heard Garoppolo, of the Chiefs? Jimmy Garoppolo could still beat them. Have you heard of the Chiefs? Come on. Number one seed wrapped up. Come on now. Two games back of the Chiefs. Um, long season. Uh, all right. Yeah. And do you think Deion Lewis has long-term potential? Good stash guy? Not with Burkhead coming back. No, I agree. Okay. Chuck Pagano says Marlon Mack should get more touches, and Wendell Smallwood may not play this week. Quick turnaround Thursday game at Carolina. Wide receiver news. Odell Beckham out for the season, broken ankle. Brandon Marshall out for the season, ankle injury. So the Giants wide receivers at Denver, if Sterling Shepard doesn't play, would be Roger Lewis, Tavares King, Travis Rudolph, and we shall see what they do. Uh, Jordy Nelson apparently had a hamstring injury, but he expects to play this week at Minnesota. Is he going to be a must start for you? We know Minnesota's good against number ones, and he'll he'll possibly be playing with a hamstring injuries. Jordy Nelson should Jordy Nelson owners even think about look, you know, a waiver wire wide receiver over Jordy? No, he played well against them last year. Mm-hmm. He wasn't hurt against them last year. Yeah. But do we know how much he's hurt? That's we have no idea. Let's see if he practices. All right, Can- Kansas City wide receiver Chris Conley out for the year with a torn Achilles. Stefan Diggs hurt his groin last night. I know he came back into the game. I, I, no word on the severity, right? Um, Diggs? Right. Uh, do you expect Devontae Parker and Julio Jones this week as they face off against each other? Yes. Sounds yep. like they're both gonna play. Okay. We do, by the way, have the dropometer, and somebody suggested dropping Devontae Parker. Which you're definitely not going to do, but I know I put his numbers in here somewhere. Oh, in the first three, after the first three games, Devontae Parker was on pace for 96 catches, 1200 yards, and five touchdowns. So he was off to a very good start. Obviously, it was a dud last week because he got hurt. Uh, tight end Kelsey left with a concussion. Do we know if um, he might play this week? Anything on Kelsey? He is in the protocol. I would expect he's going to get cleared, but right now he's in the protocol. And Charles Clay will miss multiple weeks with a torn meniscus and an MCL sprain. So Nico Leary, uh, they're on a bye this week, but Nico Leary had five catches for 55, 54 yards at Cincinnati in week five. And we know they just don't have anyone to throw it to. All right, other news. Lane Johnson, Philadelphia's right tackle, unlikely to play this week. Seattle worked out left tackle or offensive tackle Brandon Albert as they have a bye. J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless both out for the season for Cleve- for Houston. Do you still trust Houston's DST against the Browns this week? Yes. All right. The Bucks signed Patrick Murray, and they cut Nick Folk at kicker. And how about did how great was Duck Duck Goose last night for the Vikings? That was that fun. Was awesome. That yeah. was really good. That was the best. How great was that two point conversion for the Bears? Oh, that was also really fun cool. Really cool. What a great game last night. <laughs> it was a great second half. Yeah, actually, Are you happy what, that you've uh, avoided your bonanza punishment for a week? Very happy. Very you happy. You prove that it is it's just it's just made up talk. It's imaginary. There is no curse. I agree there is no curse. Uh we nailed it with uh with the Packers and the Cowboys. That was God just could pick the Packers or the Patriots every week, but yeah, that that would kind of be cheating. All right, let's talk about the games and then I will propose a new segment after we talk about Sunday night and Monday night. First, uh, first Monday night. So the Bears were actually very thin at linebacker. And while I do confess I was watching two games at once, a little baseball on the laptop, I kept hearing John Gruden talk about how all the linebackers kept getting hurt for the Bears. So maybe that had something to do with, uh, Jarek McKinnon's big game and he had a 58 yard touchdown run. Um, but 
what I don't know. Any major takeaways from this game, Dave Richard? Well, you gotta you gotta love and, and be inspired by what you saw with McKinnon and the fact that the Vikings were willing to give him so much more work. Um, certainly in the second half, it seemed like he had like two carries to every one of Murray's, maybe even more than that. And the touchdown run was a well-blocked run. It, it's proof that that offensive line, it's still doing some good things. And I, you can probably assume that they're going to continue to give McKinnon uh, a good opportunity uh, moving forward to be the lead back. I, I don't think he will completely shake Latavius Murray. It might take another two weeks of Murray playing like crap for that to happen. But he's got the job. He's got the lead job right now. You have to assume that they're going to lean on him going up against Green Bay. Um, Tariq Cohen is no longer a thing. Yeah. Well, uh, I, one I mean, catch. PPR. Funny part for me. Not, he had not one either. catch. No, Benny Cunningham is playing in that role. No one I, target. Well, Benny Cunningham had a had a touchdown catch on a fake punt. Yeah, but he's also right. He's playing a lot of. He's passes pass out. protecting because he's a uh, dealing. They're dealing with a rookie quarterback. So it, at some point, it may switch mm-hmm. back. But Benny Cunningham right now is really taking. Uh, Tariq Cohen out of the fantasy mix in a 10-team league you could drop him. I'm trying to find the tweet from last night. Tariq Cohen's snap rates over the past month 63% four games ago 43% three games ago. He's at 27 and 28% the last two games. It just, I don't know what that speaks to because he's clearly an explosive player. They tried to get him the ball in the first half. They did. And he just, he couldn't get anything done with it. He seems to want to score an 80-yard touchdown every time he touches the ball. Right. You notice that? He's always yeah, trying to but, make but something big happen. That's the kind of guy that he is. That's almost what they use him for is let's put the ball in his hands and see if he can break one. Which, you, you know, it's it's not a high percentage success rate there. Do you guys trust the wide receivers? Do you trust the passing game for Minnesota? Because Rudolph, you know, I could definitely understand why people sat him and it ended up being a bad decision as he had 45 yards and a touchdown. But he had a combined seven fantasy points in his previous three games. Thielen has been, you know, four straight games with five catches, but not really doing much with it. And Diggs is a must start, I guess, if he's healthy. But but do you trust it this week against Green Bay? Thielen and Rudolph in particular. I love this matchup. I'm I'm starting all three of them. Yep. Well, then you got to think Keenum is not a terrible waiver wire option. No, he's not. He might be the best of the bunch. He was third on my list of streamers. He's but... second for me behind Brissett. Okay. But I don't like. How Thielen has single digits in fantasy points. This is non-PPR. Each of his last four games. And Diggs has either been above 20 or below 10. He's been above 20 twice and below 10 three times. And last week, or yesterday, was a donut. And this is what I was fearing with Diggs coming into the year. Below 10, but one of the games was, what, like 8 or something? A 9. Yeah. He had a 9-pointer. So he had three very good games uh, and two total duds. And this one, I guess, a little excusable with the groin injury. All right, we'll talk about Zach Miller a little bit later. Jordan Howard's very good. He had a touchdown called back. Very good player. Kansas City 42, Houston 34. Honestly, you got to talk about both of these quarterbacks. Because, yeah, sure, Deshaun Watson, he has been great. He has led fantasy quarterbacks two weeks in a row. He's been the number one guy, and he's got Cleveland this week. Awesome. But Alex Smith is having a great year, too. He hasn't thrown an interception I don't think the Chiefs have turned the ball over since Kareem Hunt's first carry of the season in New England when he fumbled. Um, yeah, I mean, are, are both Smith and Watson starting quarterbacks in fantasy going forward? Yes. How can you say no? I don't think I have Smith ranked as a starter this week. That's interesting. So Why not? Um, Steelers it's a bad good. matchup. Yeah. Pittsburgh's been very, very good against the pass, giving up less than six yards Look per pass attempt. Though. Yeah, that's that's fair. Awful. Yeah, they are, they do give up the second fewest fantasy points, but they have not faced great competitions. They haven't faced uh, anybody. That's it is true, but that doesn't. But we expected them to have a pretty good defense, right? Yes, but I mean, at some point you got to buy into great offense, and this has become a great offense. It really has. Yeah, it really has. Tyree I think Kill. I've got a 14th, so it's close. How frustrated are you? Frustrated with Tyree Kill if you don't get fantasy points for punt returns? He's yeah. kind of in that same boat as Diggs is, where he's either going to give you good numbers or he's going to be a total donkey for your team. Boomer <laughs> bust. That's just how it goes with him, and that's the risk you take by starting him each week. But at least he's in an offense where th- that potential is there regardless of opponent. What's your thought on Lamar Miller, who definitely did not have a bad game, but 15 carries, 74 yards, two catches, 15 yards. Um, Heath, how do you feel about Lamar Miller? 
you know, I, I don't feel bad about him. We, you drafted him as a number two running back and that's pretty much what he's been. He's, he's got even more, a larger percentage of the work this week. So yeah, I, I feel fine with him as my number two. Standard scoring nine, eight, five, 24, eight. Yeah. A lot. So he's been, he's been a very good number two running back. So I'm just glad he's getting the carries. Like how, how sell high are the Texans right now? Uh, they play the Browns this week. I I would week. probably go ahead and hold. Yeah, but like, who's gonna buy them after going into a buy? Some people might, but it, that could be well, a tough sell. But but who are you selling really Phil, besides Fuller. Watson and Fuller? Well, I mean, I don't know how you, you could, could get you could name your price for for DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I feel like you can but, get. But don't you think though that when he's had a quarterback, he's played well, and this is evidence of that? I don't know that you need to sell high, but I think you could get. LaShawn McCoy for him if you want that. I don't think that's a bad trade for either I side. I think it's a bad trade. I don't know. I wouldn't give I wouldn't give up LaShawn McCoy for DeAndre Hopkins. I mean in a vacuum no, but you know how it is. A lot of your teams you might it's have close enough for me. You might you have no running backs. I mean McCoy's going to break down at some point. Right, maybe. That's true. But we just got done talking about how after this week the Texans schedule is going to be tougher and you can't buy it. You can't buy into DeAndre Hopkins getting three touchdowns every week. A right. one every week, sure. No, but you also would expect him to get more than the targets, the the, the production that he had otherwise. I mean, I, I don't know. He's 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 a great receiver, and when he's got guys that have put the ball in his hands, two of the last three years, you're seeing the production. Yeah, he got he got Osweiler last year. He got so many targets. He got twelve targets. That uh, he's had twelve targets in four or five games or more. That's crazy. But Will Fuller, I guess, uh, people want to know if they should sell high on him. Yeah, he's a sell high candidate. Sure. I mean, look, anytime you're getting somebody off waivers that is not guaranteed, like running backs are different because they're guaranteed touches. Will Fuller is not guaranteed touches. And so the touchdowns have been great. He's had a great two week period. I, I think it could be sustainable for a third week. But if you can get, look, if, if I picked up Will Fuller off waivers and the Beckham owner is desperate right now, that's the first place I'm going. I saw an interesting uh, poll from uh, late round QB on Twitter. Would you rather have Amari Cooper or Will Fuller rest of the season? Definitely. And it was like 50-50. Yeah. I, I would expect that to be the result. I would, I would trade Fuller. I would trade Fuller for Cooper. Would you he trade, has four touchdowns trade, on six catches. Would you trade Fuller for Watkins? Uh, I wouldn't. I don't no. think I would. <laughs> but that means that Watkins is droppable, right? He's you know, I, I, str- I struggled with it. I struggled with it. I could imagine a situation where you're dropping Sammy Watkins. I don't want to. That's how I'd feel about it. All right, and let's wrap it up here and tell me where you have uh, Deshaun Watson ranked. Top five this week. Yes. He's playing Cleveland. He's been awesome. No, yeah, I, I think mean, I've I mean, got him fourth. Rest of season. I'm sorry. Rest of season. Top six. 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 Mm, exactly. Holy crap. Yeah, that's where I've got him too. Brady, Rogers, Breeze, Dak, Wilson, Dak, Watson. Yeah, I would go the same top three. Dak, four, Will, uh, Watson, five. <laughs> I definitely want to explore this because because he's basically going to have to have one of the greatest rookie quarterback seasons ever for for this to come true for him to be a top or just season. or just the rest of the guys are not that inspiring. That's I mean, how you feel? I, could, I could listen to an argument for Cam over him. Sure, I could listen to an argument for Wentz over him. Maybe Ryan, sure, Cousins, maybe Cousins. That's pretty much it. But you can still see, I mean, look, Jameis is throwing the ball a lot. He could easily get there. Mariota could still finish better than him this point forward. I could, I, I mean, I think I'm the only one, but I could still see Roethlisberger being better. He easily could with the second half schedule that he has. All right. So I actually have a testimonial here. I have been using SeatGeek quite a bit. Was so close. So close to pulling the trigger last night. $50 Yankees tickets. Uh, but I decided, no, I need to stay home and watch Bears Vikings. Uh, so it did not go. But SeatGeek, um, I actually have been just to see comparing SeatGeek because I'm going to be buying football tickets probably probably today or tomorrow for next month. SeatGeek with another website that does what SeatGeek does, almost the same exact tickets. Not even joking. Twenty five dollars cheaper on SeatGeek. Absolutely amazing. You are getting the best price on SeatGeek because SeatGeek goes out and looks at multiple ticket sites, pulls in all the results. It does all the price comparison for you. This is this is. 
Competition in the marketplace. This is what you want. SeatGeek finds the cheapest prices. It gives every seat a grade based on value so you can immediately identify the best seats. And we're giving you an amazing opportunity to save some money when you buy tickets, when you go to sports, when you go to concerts, when you go to comedy, to theater, whatever it is. Get 20 bucks off your first purchase with our promo code FFT. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. You can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Download the SeatGeek app, use the promo code FFT, and save 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Again, the promo code is FFT. All right, will you guys take part in a new fun game, new fun segment? I like fun. Yeah. All right. So this is what I propose. Have you seen the, you know what, Jelly Belly? The Jelly It involves food. You're going to love this. You know, Jelly je- Beans? Well, it's Jelly Belly is like a brand. Okay. Jelly nope. Beans. No idea. So you you do. So they have something called Bean Boozled. Oh yeah, my kids have had these. No. Nope. I sug- I propose a Bean Boozled taste test on the air. I think it should be a a Bean Boozled Bonanza. <laughs> what where is Adam has to do the Bean Boozle for if, every time if I the lose? Bonanza goes awry. Alright, so here's the deal. They they have the jelly beans, and you can't tell what they are. And the flavors include Dead fish or strawberry banana smoothie. Spoiled milk or coconut. Stinky socks or tutti frutti. Lawn clippings or lime. (laughs) You could have rotten egg or buttered popcorn. You could have toothpaste or berry blue. You could have barf or peach. Or you could have canned dog food or chocolate pudding. And you won't know until you put it in your mouth, until you take a bite of the Jelly Belly. Okay. So, so if if we do this, then what's – I don't want to do it just to do it. I think it's got to be a punishment for something, like a bet or something. All right. Well, that's an interesting spin on it. I will put my bet. So here's the bet. There. If you if you get the bonanza right, then we have to do it each week. And if you <laughs> oh. get the bonanza wrong, then you have to do it. <laughs> All right. How many – just just like there's just two Jelly Bellies out there and we only pick one or, or you know, like one round of the game? It's your It's your call, big guy. So whatever you decide. All right, I'm in. I'm in. Now there's a now there is a price to pay for the bonanza, but I guess we have to determine what qualifies as a successful bonanza, but we can we can figure that out. All right, good. I'm looking forward to it. I think you know a successful bonanza when you see one. I mean, yes, but I guess sometimes there could be some gray area. Multiple fantasy options doing well in the same game that you consider the bonanza. And no season-ending injuries. Oh, well, fine. Because you're, season you're, ending. Okay. Season ending. Two major fantasy assets. Because you're banana, you have bonanza some seasons. <laughs> Adam. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I like, okay, see, as long as it's season ending. Uh, some tweets, the dropometer, and the rest of the waiver wire. Here's the grammatically incorrect tweet of the day from Phil Green, who really took the character limits on Twitter very seriously. Hey, Adam and crew. Me, one and three. DJ Des Eifert. Today I was versus third place, three and one. Their K was on by. I add drop all K's. He was angry. Thoughts? K's Hilarious. being kickers. You gotta, hey, you gotta try to win your league. I did this one year in the league where I didn't really love everybody else in the league. <laughs> and, uh, and they, they made all the transactions be retracted. I think it's, I think it's dirty. I hate it. I hate, think it's, so basically this guy dropped every single kicker, put it, added every kicker, dropped every kicker, put him on waivers so his opponent couldn't have a kicker. That's hilarious. I think it's terrible. I, you can't do that. Yes, it's terrible. Of course it is. What would you do if you were the commissioner and someone did that? Laugh. You'd let it go? Yes. I wouldn't. See, here's the thing. The, the other team had a, every opportunity to get a kicker. Right. In the time this was happening. In the time that he's picking up and dropping, this guy's just sitting there watching. I waited oh. until Sunday to pick up a kicker. I had a kicker on by. Yeah, I don't do that. I, That's your fault. As soon it's as not my fault. Like, who, who, who takes the time to screw their opponent like that? That's not cool. I, no, it's okay. Whether it's cool, I assume he won. Look, I believe, I believe in all's fair and love and war and fantasy football. But if a guy did this with literally every kicker that's out there, I would I would allow the other teams in the league to pick up a kicker. I would use my commissioner's commissioner's privilege. Yeah. And let them you know, if they complain, I'll just say, All right, stop complaining. What kicker do you want? Oh, you want Kai Forbath? Okay. You've got him. Who are you dropping? Okay, you're dropping uh Antonio Brown. Good. <laughs> 
you've got your deal. Uh, yeah. No I, don't, I don't know how many people would actually do that move, drop Brown for Kai Forbath, but you get the point. All right. The grammatically correct tweet of the day is from Scott Brooks. Commando is easily the best Schwarzenegger movie. I'll be back, Bennett. I don't remember the line. That was an underrated Nintendo game. There, there was like multiple, uh, Schwarzenegger tweets and you chose that one? Yeah, because the other ones were like jingle all the way and they were clearly jokes. But if, why are they jokes? Well, there was one guy emailed that said, just like Die Hard, it's a Christmas movie. Why don't you read that one? Which one, jingle all the way? Yeah, the best Christmas movie like Die Hard. I didn't see that one, but someone also suggested like, like Hercules in the Park or something like that. I don't even remember. What the name of it was. A movie I did I'd watch after the before. game was over. I watched the end of, uh, the original Terminator. It's a great movie. Not two. The original. Yeah, I know. That's, that's also a great movie. Yeah. Commando is really good. But Terminator 2 and Predator. Come I on. believe Commando is, uh, the acting debut of Alyssa Milano. Oh, is, uh, interesting. I thought Radon Chong was in that. Are they both in that? She's the girl. Okay. Alright, so. She's a girl? She's a girl. So, uh, I did get back on the winning side of FanDuel. I was very happy to see that. I won my 50-50. Did not win the CBS contest. I had a decent week. Uh, I want you all to play FanDuel. I want you to sign up and I want you to use our promo code CBSPOD so you get into the NFL Sunday Million for free. But look, if you have a, a lousy fantasy team and you just want better players, FanDuel is perfect. You don't have to worry about losing Odell Beckham for the year. Just sign up on FanDuel, use that code. CBS Pod again. It's CBS Pod, and and just start playing. You get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million. That's a great offer. There's no reason not to be playing daily fantasy football. If you're worried about time, it takes like less than two minutes to set a lineup. You're worried about cost, you can play for a dollar on FanDuel, and you get to enjoy more fantasy football every week. New chances to win money. New chances to see just how good you are predicting fantasy outcomes. I mean, that's what this is. You're testing your skills. And over 2.5 million players have won a cash prize playing fantasy sports on FanDuel. All of us are included in that. Uh, so please join now. Again, free entry into the NFL Sunday Million. Make your first deposit on FanDuel. Sign up with CBS Pod promo code. FanDuel.com promo code CBS Pod. Void where prohibited. Time for the drop-o-meter. Who are we letting go of this week? And, uh, alright, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I've been debating it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do some Tom Petty theme segments here. Because I saw some amazing Tom Petty tributes over the weekend. Including Miley Cyrus performing uh, Wildflowers on Jimmy Fallon, which was amazing. But also, Jamie, did you see what the uh, Gators fans did? Of course, yeah. That was cool. You know he's so, from Gainesville, right? Yeah. That was so cool. That was... That was really amazing. So, uh, drop-o-meter, which we could either call Free Fallen or You Wreck Me. I'm going to go with You Wreck Me. Very underrated Tom Petty song. Uh, from Dizzy Dog, Corey Davis and Isaiah Crowell. Where are Corey Davis and Crowell in the drop-o-meter? Crowell's a 10. Davis is a 5. I would say Davis is a 7 with the report that he may not play anytime soon. Yeah, I'll, I'll split the difference on Davis and say six, and I'm not, I'm gonna go six as well on, no, five on Crowell. I would drop Davis before I would drop Crowell. I would drop Davis before I drop Crowell too. I, I think, look, he didn't, game, game script was kinda, not to say game script, play calling was bad for him last week. They had an opportunity inside the ten where they tried to throw the ball three times, and if they would have given it to him three times, maybe he had an opportunity to score, and they tried to throw it to him on one of those plays, but, they, they're just, Hugh Jackson saying one thing and doing another. So, I think he still has an opportunity here to get you six to seven fantasy points on a given week. So that puts him in the flex range. But he's not somebody you have to consider a must start. Yeah, so but isn't that, drop him though. that's closer to his ceiling now than it is to his floor. And he did have a, he had a carry inside the 10 and he fumbled it last week. No, it was Kaiser. What do you mean? It was, oh, Kaiser threw it and he couldn't yeah. come up with it. Fumbled Maybe. Kaiser. Fumbled, right, but. I think Crowell had something to do with it. I said on Twitter this morning that I think Marshawn Lynch is a poor man's LeGarrette Blunt. I think Isaiah Crowell is a poor man's Marshawn Lynch. Well, I, I will get say— 50 yards, and you hope they score. Crowell had an eight-game stretch last year where he averaged 2.5 yards per carry and 26 rushing yards per game. So, you know, he's been bad before and bounced back. But in unfortunately, in that stretch, he averaged 30 receiving yards per game. You're not getting that this year. But Look, in 10-team leagues, he's gone. Okay. 12-team leagues, you can still make a case to hold. All right, Mason Slaybaugh says, Martavis Bryant on the drop-o-meter. Martavis Bryant. He's getting there. Four. 
I'll say four. There's a pretty good history of number two wide receivers against the Chiefs. This yeah. is a good matchup. Is, is this it? But or is it on the Juju? Road. It's on the road, and but you know the the whole home Martavis home bin thing was broken last week, so maybe that freed up them on freed them up on the road. Oh, okay. So now we're just going to go ahead and believe that Ben's going to be great they, on the road. They had to they, ha- they had to suck at home before they could be good on the road. I think he sucks everywhere. Wow. And uh, okay, uh, Kansas City does allow the second most fantasy points to wide receivers, so not quite ready to drop Martavis. Sammy Watkins from Keith. Sammy Watkins. If Martavis is like a four, where's Watkins? You don't want to say four, do you? But guess what? Four, five. Watkins? Yeah. Yeah. You're dropping Sammy? Yeah. The problem is, when when do you start him now? Never. Right. You can't do it this week. You, you, you almost have to figure that you've got to see it first. After this week, he's going to be against Arizona in London. That's Patrick Peterson. That's probably not going to end well. Then he's on a bye. And then it's the Giants. That's another tough matchup. All right, the number's going up in my head. It's higher than four. When you look at the schedule, his next easy matchup might not be. We've talked about this with the Rams. Week 12 against New Orleans? Does that even qualify as a good matchup now? It, it's. I, I'll say it again. It's not him. Mm-hmm. It's them. They yeah. don't like him. Well, why trade for him? But they. But they. I mean, look. He could change. He could start getting targets. But it just these tough matchups for Sammy Watkins. They. Hurt. I would try and, and trade him away first. Get whatever you can. Put him in a package deal. Maybe a defense to fill in for you. Kicker. If it's a good defense, why not? Jake. All right, all right. Let me uh, let me rather back up. Stephen or Stefan says uh, Jonathan Stewart. Here's an interesting one. Jonathan Stewart on the dropometer. Three. He's, he's the same as Coral to me. Yep. Yeah, I, I like him a little more. Score. I think it's, I think it's a better offense, so I like him a little more. I'll say three and a half. I'll say five. He's only had his starting center for one game. I don't know if that matters. It, I, the other thing is like the bye weeks are here. Any running right. back who's going to get 15 carries, he needs to be owned by somebody. Right. You know, so keep that in mind. The question becomes is if you have a good team and you're looking to pick up and Stewart's somebody that's or, – or Crowell or some of these guys are at the end of your bench, what makes more sense for your roster? Like to Heath's point, you said you don't have anybody to drop for Brita or Mac. Would you rather take the upside of these guys if you're not playing them? Or would you rather take the upside of these guys comparatively to – Guys like Stuart or Crowell, if you're never going to play them? Yeah, I, I'm not in fortunate enough running back situations where I can just say I'm never going to play Jonathan Stewart or Isaiah Crowell. Mm-hmm. So I think on the... If you for, were, though. For, yes, sure. If they were my fourth running back, absolutely. But for me, just looking at setting some of my lineups for week six, I those probably six points, need... Those six need points are more valuable, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, we'll finish up here. Just give me some numbers. Tyrell Williams, drop a meter. Zero six. for this week. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm long not term. Him. Not dropping them. Okay. They're at, they're at, what, wait, zero for this week. Yeah. What am I missing here? Oakland's actually been pretty good against wide receivers. Yeah, but I like Rivers and I think he's going to throw very well against this team. Okay. Um, from Manny. No, that was the one from Manny. From Dave. Gilly Boy, Mike Gillisley. Zero. 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 From Marco, Derek Henry. Zero. One. Uh, three in a 10 team league, two in a 12 team league or higher. From Fantasy Gumbo, interesting. Marcus Mariota. I had to do it in one league, but I didn't want to. I'm going to say he's like a two and a half. Three and a half. Zero. Ben Roethlisberger. Ten. No. Ten. Yeah. Ten. Seven. He is in the exact same boat as Sammy Watkins. When are you ever going to trust him? I, when are you going to put game. him in your lineup and say, yes, the it's half time. Of the season. He, he's had, he's had two home games so far. One was good, one was bad. Like, one was real bad. Yeah, he was terrible, but. And now he's going on the road again at Kansas City. That's going to be terrible. They've they, got the Bengals. They've coming been off the so bye. bad against quarterbacks. They give up like the seventh most fantasy points to the quarterbacks. Okay, so I'll tell you what. Hold on to him. Don't start him. And then when you see that he stinks again, you'll cut him. Fine. <laughs> you can't start him this week. You Probably can't. not. Probably not, but I, but I think, but I'd probably start Ben over most of, if not all of these waiver wire quarterbacks, because the waiver wire quarterbacks suck this week, and here we go. Waiver wire quarterbacks. 
Jacoby Brissett, Case Keenum, uh, Josh McCown, Brian Hoyer. Ugh. Brissett, Keenum, McCown, Hoyer. Are you guys excited about any of these guys? Um, I'm excited to start them over Eli Manning or Jay Cutler if I bought back into that or Jared Goff. Yes. That's it. What about Ben Roethlisberger? I'm starting Ben over all these guys. Me too. Not me. All right, Dave. Who are you going to start over Ben? Brissett, Hoyer, McCown, Keno, wow. Simeon, Flacco. I think you – okay. I mean, Brissett is 61% owned. Now, you look at Tennessee. They faced two mobile quarterbacks already, and both of them scored 40 fantasy points, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. Neither of them really did it with their legs, but uh maybe getting out of the pocket, I don't know. So he's got a great matchup. Keenum has Green Bay. Could be chasing points. Who knows? Josh McCown is New England. We know that's a good matchup. And Brian Hoyer is at Washington. Uh, actually, Washington, Carson Wentz, the only quarterback with multiple passing touchdowns against the Redskins. That was in week one. Um, all right. Brissett, is he a top 15 guy this week? Yes. Barely. Not quite. No. I have him 17th. Okay. Most people are not going to be starting these guys. Do we disagree on the order at all? Jamie has him Brissett, Keenum, McCown, Hoyer. I disagree on leaving Kevin Hogan out. Alright. Got a lot of, a lot, you gotta have a lot of chutzpah to start Kevin deep, Hogan. Deep, 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 two quarterback leagues, people can have him. I, I think he's, I think he's maybe better than some of these guys this week. Houston's pass defense hasn't been all that good with Watt and Merciless. Their corners are not that good. They're gonna throw a lot. You gotta chase the score behind Deshaun Watson. Hogan has been, just say it. When he's played this year, he's been great. Great? Great. He's averaging almost 10 yards per pass attempt. He's That's been pretty good. Garbage time though. I think they will have plenty of this next, this game. Well, what about Trevor Simeon? We haven't talked about him yet. He's 41% owned. The Giants are a, are a wounded animal going there on Sunday night. Um, Still been pretty good against quarterbacks, terrible against running backs, so it should be a good C.J. Anderson game. But, like, you wouldn't take Simeon over Brissett and Keenum and all these guys? Uh, not not those two. I would take him over everybody else, though. I have Simeon behind Brissett ahead of everyone else. Including Kevin Hogan? I, I, I just think yeah. this is a run game for Denver. I do, too. Yeah, I think they win by 30. I think they win by 20. So, should be a lot. Yeah, of they, they could also get, like, two pick sixes and he just handed off most of the game. Definitely. Now, if they if somebody drops Ben Roethlisberger, that could be a good option for you. You can drop Eli Manning. You can drop Andy Dalton if you need to. He's on a bye. You could drop Tyrod Taylor. He's on a bye. But could you see Dalton and Taylor being starting caliber quarterbacks, streaming caliber quarterbacks going forward? Not really, Tyrod, without Charles Well, Clay. here's the thing with Tyrod, though. His schedule what a is sentence. amazing. <laughs> Tyrod's schedule is ridiculous. He gets, after their bye week, the next four games, Tampa Bay, which they haven't been good. Oakland, which they've been hit or miss against quarterbacks. Both of them at home. Uh, three of the four at home. The Jets only went on the road, and then New Orleans. Mm. So if he gets Clay back at any point during that, or Jordan Matthews, plus with how he's played at home, his two best games have been at home, 21 fantasy points. So the way that I wrote it is, don't hold him now. You don't have to hold him now. But if you want to buy back into him, buy back into him. And the same thing with Dalton. After their bye week, they get a road game um, at Pittsburgh. But in week eight, he gets the Colts. So, but it's also kind of hit or miss. He has a like good game, bad game, good game, bad game moving forward for for Dalton. So, mm. I think these guys are easily droppable now. But you could be looking at them absolutely coming off their bye weeks. A smart fantasy owner would go and grab Tyrod Taylor now, or maybe even later this Saturday. week. Beat and, the waiver wire. Stash him as a bye week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Uh, so, running backs, running down a dream. Also, team name Tuesday. A couple of quick terrible team names. Eh, not that not that bad. He went to Jared. Okay. 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 I like this one. Brissette on Kaiser. Funny. Like brisket. Yeah. Ah. It's good. I like it. All right. Running down a dream. I just got a great one on Twitter. What do we get? Mitch better have my money. Did you see the, (laughs) did you see the bitch please t-shirt? Shirt. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Uh, running backs are the most interesting this week, I think. So look, you could still get Aaron. You could still get Aaron Jones, Javoris Allen, Andre Ellington, Rob Kelly. They're available in about 25% of leagues. Aaron Jones, Javoris Allen, Andre Ellington, Rob Kelly. In fact, Javoris Allen's 66% owned. 
these are, are all four of those guys must own guys. Jones, mm-hmm. Allen, Ellington, Kelly. Yes. Yep. Who's I your... wish Kelly was healthy this week. Yeah, what's his deal? Is he not going to play? He's in a walking boot, which isn't good. So maybe he gets into practice, you know, starting tomorrow. But, man, he could be awesome against the 49ers. Bowman's banged up. He hasn't been playing very much, and we know what that run defense has been without him in there. You saw what the Colts were able to do with Marlon Mack. It's just a tired, tired defense. Is Reuben Foster playing? I'm not sure. Because if he plays, he'll have fresh legs. That'll help them a teeny-weeny bit. But if he's out, then, yeah, the point is I mean, underscored with the 49ers. They played 160 snaps on defense. I don't care if Foster plays. They're, they're, they're going to get destroyed. 160 snaps on defense over the last two weeks, and they're on the road again. Okay, so again, those names are Aaron Jones, Javoris Allen, Andre Ellington, and Rob Kelly. Who's your favorite in standard? Who's your favorite in PPR? Jones and Jones. Jones, Jones. Uh, Rest of season or this week? Both. Yeah, um, this week. This week, I'll say Jones, Jones. Rest of season. I think I'd rather have Buck Allen. Okay, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. But Jarek McKinnon is only 29 or 30, 30-ish percent owned. Elijah McGuire, 49% owned. Wayne Gallman, the Gall man, uh, 62% owned. It's just the matchups, you know, at Denver. They're so good. Seattle and then a bye. Matt Breida, Marlon Mack, Alex Collins. That would probably be the big six. McKinnon, McGuire, Gallman. Matt Breida, Marlon Mack, <clears throat> Alex Collins. If McKinnon's number one, is he ahead of Ellington or Rob Kelly? Yes. Yeah. I would not put him ahead of Ellington and PPR, but otherwise, yes. I mean, he could basically be the same thing as Ellington, but with more carries by leaps and bounds. Yeah, I don't. Ellington's been getting seven, eight catches or nine catches, you know, the, right, the last yeah. couple of weeks. I mean, McKinnon in a nip-and-tuck game, was five catches last night. If they're yeah. chasing points against Green Bay, that could get to eight or nine easily. Better offensive line, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, what, is McKinnon better than Aaron Jones? If you're of the camp that Jones disappears when Montgomery comes back, then yes. But then you also have to be of the camp that Jarek McKinnon has this job on lock, rest of season, no doubt about well, it, I, I think even if he has some bad games. I think it's a shared situation with their carries – and he's not going to break a 58-yard run very often. No, but he could be 88 total yards yeah. consistently. And that's what you're hoping for with five catches on a weekly basis. I mean, look, he was so involved in the passing game last year. And yeah. like they've said, the offensive line is better. We so. have the memory of McKinnon being terrible last year. He averaged 3.4 yeah. yards per carry. But it's it's reasonable to say that very few running backs could have been good on Minnesota last year. And And going into that season, McKinnon, in limited work, was a five-yard per carry guy. Yeah. So he might be a good player, but it's not like we don't think Latavius Murray is just going to disappear and still get some carries, right? Yep. Right. He'll get some. I don't think he'll get as many as he had yesterday, which is 12. Do you know what McKinnon's rushing average was yesterday without the long touchdown? Two point something yards. Two point five. But again, it's it's the combo work. That's why I think he's very comparable to Ellington, but he'll get more carries. Because Ellington's not doing a lot with him. I I see that. He's he's Duke Johnson. He's Alvin Kamara. He's... Mm. He's, uh, he's, you know, just in, in a situation where he'll get more carries than those guys, but, right. you know, the, the situations in the passing game may be better for those other players. I feel like he'll be a little bit better than those guys because of the carries yeah. that he gets. I think he's an improvement on them. I gotta tell you, I, I, I mean, I see the potential there with McKinnon. I certainly see it with McGuire, the long-term potential for Brita and Mack, and even Alex Collins, 52%. I just don't know. I'd have to be pretty desperate to add Wayne Gallman. It's it's a difficult, difficult, difficult situation. Uh, they can't block when they have a threat of a threat of a pass. Uh, they have a terrible, terrible schedule over the next month. Right. Do you know just how bad it is? It's it's atrocious, and it's not really a whole lot better in the fantasy playoffs. It they're at Denver, Broncos coming off a bye. Then they're home against Seattle, Seahawks coming off a bye. Bye week. You'll be happy you can't start them then. Rams in week nine. Rams coming off a bye, just like the Giants are. Two weeks later, they host the Chiefs. The Chiefs will be coming off of a bye. <laughs> it's it's a nightmare. Yeah. 
but but he does look pretty good. The, the only thing is, I, we don't know if Dark was going to play, and Dark was started. Dark Whip was in later in that game, wasn't he? I think he came in, like, was on a kick return on the last kick return with Vereen. Then I, I don't know that, but then if that's the case, then he's going to play. And Vereen, Vereen actually could catch a lot of passes. Actually, that's a, not a bad point. I didn't think about that. Vereen, uh, caught a lot of, caught a few passes on the final drive of the game, and they're going to be trailing. Were you just telling yourself that you were making a good point? Yes, that is a good point. Shane Vereen needs to be on the waiver wire list. Jamie, update this. Okay. He needs. He's a PPR ad. You don't. You don't see what I see here. Yeah. No, I haven't mentioned in the in the write up of of Gallman, but I I also see Gallman working on passing downs too. You'll get seven or eight fantasy points per week in PPR out of Vereen. Is that good? Mm. Okay, and I mean not really, but. It's good for a bye week. Yeah, right. Running back. All right, other guys, other guys. Um, Samaje Pirine. We've just talked about how vulnerable San Francisco could be. Samaje Pirine, Jalen Richard against the horrible Chargers, Deion Lewis, Corey Clement, uh, at Carolina. And that's about it. Um, but what, give me your thoughts real quick on Alex Collins. We haven't talked much about him. He's 52% owned. I still think he's the best player on Baltimore's roster. Coaches don't trust him. That's and why, that's why helped. he only got so much work. This helped. He had 12 carries and didn't drop the ball. But he did it in the same game where they leaned on Buck Allen and, and Allen did great. So I don't, I, I still think he's just as far behind, uh, Allen as he was going into the game in the coach's eyes. But he's another guy, Collins, that you could see paying off down the stretch. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of them Absolutely. this week. But you, that, you know, so. Cause Al, Al, they leaned on Allen, but Allen didn't run well. Didn't yeah. he have one decent run? Kind of, kind of pulled a McKinnon, where he had one decent run and then like everything else was twenty-one for seventy-one or something like that, right? Right. Know, off the top of my head. Okay, no, I got it right here. Was that what it was? He had. Hold on. Oh, you said you had. You lied to us, Dave. I, you know what? There, there's something that popped on the screen. Twenty-one for seventy-three, and he didn't even have a long run. His longest run was nine yards, and four catches he's, for twelve he's, yards. He's not a good runner. He's, right. a, he's a decent pass catcher out of the backfield. They need to give Collins more work. This is a wide, sell high guy. Wide receivers, wide receivers into the great wide open. It's okay. It's a decent, decent. See game. now, if, if I had just made that mistake with, you know, lousing up the flow of the show, would I have to have a bean boozle? No. It's, otherwise, there'd be up? a lot of bean boozling. There'd be a lot of it. So now I'm going to say now. Right, wide receivers to add. John Brown, Jamie is, uh, number one here. Yes. All right. These are guys owned in less than 65% of leagues. Shallower leagues, Will Fuller is 75% owned. Sterling Shepard is 80% owned. We don't know if he's going to play this week. Danny Amendola is 73% owned. That'd be the guy I'd be going after. Willie Sneed, 82% owned. Tyrell Williams, 73% owned. Um, so Fuller, Shepard, Amendola, Sneed, Tyrell Williams. Okay. That's established. Now, John Brown, Cooper Cup, Marvin Jones, Mike Wallace. Jamie, that's your top four. John Brown, Cooper Cup, Marvin Jones, Mike Wallace. Great group, right? Yeah, no thank you. But are you excited about any of them? Um, look, if Brown is healthy, yep, he could be great. Okay. And he was second in the targets among receivers for them last week. And I don't know what to make of this matchup this week. I... I want to look more into it and see if there's any type of rhyme or reason as to where the Cardinals are lining everybody up. Because so just keep Fitzgerald in the slot, slot receivers that lost success against the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, slot, that'll be great. But whoever is going to be lined up over Hargraves, you should expect to catch a long pass. All right, so John Brown, they're facing the Bucks this week, 41%. Then there's Cooper Cup, who's at Jacksonville. Could be a tough one. Marvin Jones. Again, he'll, he'll avoid the two outside guys. Uh, that's a good point. All right, Marvin Jones at New Orleans. We like that. Of course, we need Stafford to play, but Marvin Jones for this week. Mike Wallace, two good games in a row. They have the Bears in Baltimore. And then there's Nelson Aguilar. Ricardo Lewis, who's led the Browns in receiving two straight games, had 71 catches or 71 71 yards last week. Taylor Gabriel is facing the Dolphins. Jermaine Curse has New England. Josh Doxson against San Francisco. Heath likes Kendall Wright at Baltimore. Mike Williams is a stash candidate. Juju Smith-Schuster's 10% owned. Uh, he had 58 yards on six targets last week. Marquise Goodwin had a 100-yard game. He's at Washington. And Roger Lewis is at Denver. Ugh. I, 
I just hope that they announce that Sterling Shepard is going to miss two weeks. Yes. And then he's going to sit out for the bye. And a whole bunch of people are going to drop him for receivers like this. And you should pick him up. Because he's, he's going to be great in the second half. I agree. I think he could be a real winner for everybody in PPR leagues. I'm not sure about that. He wasn't good in week one. They have. He's the only. He's the only seven guy on top PPR leagues. And I believe they face four of the worst six um, teams against wide receivers after their bye. Look, in like the next six games. Take the number one. He's the number one wide receiver on the worst offense in the NFL. He's Ricardo Lewis. Yeah, but he's good. I actually That's think Evan Ingram could really benefit too. And yeah, he was great be, last week. Well, that was weird. Mm. He'll be available. He's like seventy-five percent owned. Um. Are any of these wide receivers that I mentioned that you, I don't know, that you're going to be looking at? Carter Lewis, Taylor Gabriel, Curse, Doxon, Kendall Wright, Mike Williams, Smith Schuster, Goodwin, Lewis. Every, every league has at least one owner looking for a wide receiver, if not two. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that was so that you, was you the need, best. Somebody that was the best endorsement you could hear of this list. There, Wide receiver, definitely somebody that might want to add one of these guys. Yeah, that's the slogan. Wide receiver, you need somebody. <laughs> uh, tight ends this week: Safarian Jenkins, Ryan Griffin facing the Browns, Zach Miller against Baltimore, Ed Dixon against Philadelphia, Tyler Higby. At Jacksonville, George Kittle at Washington, David Njoku at Houston, AJ Derby against the Giants, and Nick O'Leary on a bye. Actually moved Kittle up a couple spots on this, Adam, because the Redskins have been miserable against tight ends too. Yes, a tight end has scored nine or more fantasy points in standard leagues in every game against Washington. Yep. Only the Giants allow more fantasy points. So we're looking at Safarian Jenkins, then Griffin, then Kittle. Zach Miller, Ed Dixon, Higby, Najoku, Derby, O'Leary. Um, Heath, your take on the tight ends? Yeah, I think I, the only thing I would disagree with is I would still put Miller ahead of Kittle. Um, but Austin Safarian Jenkins, Griffin, easily the top two. Could I would say if you want somebody long-term, Miller's better than Kittle. But if you're just looking for the one-week situation, Kittle is is just as good as Ryan Griffin right now. Could Kittle actually be the second best rest of season tight end? Well, he could be. Sure. Well, I, I think the case could be made for it because we've seen Zach Miller disappear plenty of times over his hurt. career. And Ryan Griffin is he's got a great matchup this week, but it doesn't guarantee anything. I think we've seen Deshaun Watson really lean heavily on his receivers the last couple of weeks. I don't I don't want to be accused of buying into George Kittle's nine target, seven catch overtime game. But I think he got a big opportunity and he ran with it. And this is a team that needs a second pass catcher uh, beyond Pierre Garçon. Well, Goodwin's been good. Goodwin had one good game. Two. He had two good catches. He's had two good games. I, I think the last two times Horace played well. I think if I'm well. scrambling for tight end, I would I would take a chance on Kittle, and I might not even use him this week. But I would if you're going to pick him up, if, use him against the maybe. Rest but I could still stream Miller, Griffin, use those guys. And just have Kittle on the bench ready to go in case, uh, well, if you're streaming, you'd, you'd stream Kittle over Miller because Kittle's situation's much better. Yeah, you're right. Thank All right. you. Uh, Kittle also, number two. Like, do you like Safarian Jenkins? He's number one on this list. Do you like Safarian Jenkins better than Evan Ingram, Cameron Brait, or Hunter Henry? This Not week? Not over Brait. Yeah, this week, this, yes. sure. This week he's, he's my favorite of that group. By far. Okay. Uh, rest of season, who's your favorite? Ingram, Brait, Henry, Safarian, Jenkins. Uh, Brait. Henry. Brait, Henry, ASJ. Alright, let's go to the DSTs. Not, again, not a great list. Falcons have the Dolphins. Patriots have the Jets. The Redskins get the Niners. They will not have Josh Norman, but they do get the Niners. The Rams are at Jacksonville. Jacksonville allows the second, the fewest fantasy points to opposing DSTs. That's incredible. It's because they don't throw the ball. But if they're forced to throw, there might be some turnovers. And they've only allowed five sacks. And the Bucks are at Arizona, and Arizona actually allows a ton of fantasy points. But the Falcons, the Pats, the Redskins, the Rams, the Bucks. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm actually pretty excited about the uh the Falcons and the Pats. Yeah. And the Redskins, too, for me. Again, tired, 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 tired for the 49ers. Okay, not bad, not bad. 
I um, think that's going to conclude today's show. Unless uh, you guys have anything else to add? Do you want to apologize to George? Well, no, because he beat me by one damn point in fantasy football <laughs> today, so I don't feel like apologizing <laughs> for anything right now. He apologized to me. <laughs> I want to thank Heath, Jamie, and Dave for uh, joining me today. Everybody have yourself a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We're going to read a lot of your emails tomorrow. I do feel bad we don't get to more emails, so tomorrow we'll make a point to read some of them at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Uh, take it easy, everybody. Thanks for listening. This is Fantasy Football. Today. Bye. It's all right. I-